Jindabrajechi, this is the Flurza experience. This is episode number 23. You know who wore number 23, Pavel Berger? No idea. Michael Jordan. In oh, West yeah, he did. Um, there was the one time where he wore, he wore uh, one point in the NBA, he wore a number that wasn't 23. Do you know what another number was? 24? No, he wore 45 because 45. if I'm not mistaken... There was like an issue with the jersey of the laundry dude where his his jersey wasn't available, so he had to wear a different one. So he wore forty five. That's only forty six. Well, one more, yeah, to the fabled Burja forty six. Yes, uh, my favorite number. This is a show about card games. We like to um, sort of putz around with all kinds of the wonderful things of CCG land. Uh, a lot of focus on Gwent, obviously, but we do talk about all kinds. So I'm joined by. Number 46, the man with the pickup sticks and other words that rhyme that are inappropriate, Mr. Pavlovsha. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Flake. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here, as always, recording this on a Wednesday. Wednesdays are the highlights of the week, for sure. For sure. Hump yeah, day. episode 23. We're going, we're going up. We're going like crazy. Just somebody, someone even mentioned uh, Shin Miri on Twitter. If we we'll ever have him as a as a guest mm -hmm. once again, I said never, never. You have yeah. basically, first of all, Shin Miri is doing amazing, from what I I understand. We we speak privately now and then. Um, Shin Miri sent me a picture of the I sent um, when he announced that like he was having a kid. He he had told me privately beforehand. So I sent him and his wife a bunch of little Star Wars onesies for the for Leo. Aww. So he sent me a picture of uh, little Leo wearing a Star Wars onesie from Uncle Flake. So it made me very Aww. happy. So Shinbiri honestly is the biggest winner forever and always because he has an absolutely beautiful young boy named Leo whom I've never met, but I love dearly. And Uncle Flake loves you, Leo. And one day, hopefully... Um, I will teach we'll you. Jam cards. <laughs> Damn right. I will teach you the right way to play cards. While yes. here, here's what how it'll go. Leo will be like eight years old. He'll be at a table, playing cards with his papa, and Shinmiri is gonna take like forever to play, take yeah. his turns. And there's no rope in paper card games, so I will be there. L Leo, You'll be the judge. Yeah, Leo will call me as a judge, judge, and I'm gonna come in and on, on FaceTime, and he'll be like. He's taking too long, so I'm gonna give Shinmiri a uh, a a warning for pace warning, of play. Yeah, yeah, that's the move. Ten out of ten. Yes, good, very good. Deserve. I hate judges though, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's there's like some issues. I like I know a lot of judges uh, from the Flesh and Blood community, a lot of which have migrated from magic or do both mm -hmm. there's a lot of wonderful awesome people but i have honestly yeah. like there are some incredibly incredibly nice fair respectable great judges but every now and then like everything like players like people there are bad apples like who, cops like yeah cops. i i cop, bad cop. <laughs> well that's uh, yeah that's a whole yeah, other some story of, some of them are like just bad bad cops they they they, they you give them a little bit of authority and they want to abuse the shit out of that authority like but the thing about that is, like, I think that it always boils down to people. It's not that yeah. the 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 cop is bad or the judge is bad or the bus driver is bad. It's that the person itself is bad, and it takes other people 
within that sphere to call out and weed it out. It's much like a community in any card game. Um, like, and it could be as macroscopic as the entire card game itself or microscopic as my, my own Twitch chat, where people who are in my Twitch chat or who are, you know, within that community or that sphere, if I don't tolerate bullshit and if I don't tolerate that kind of behavior, my community will be amidst that and they too will not tolerate it and not want to nurture it or, you know, uh, so they're, they're the ones who kind of self-police. So they don't want that within the community and they're the ones who do it. Then that's what kind of becomes a little bit of a, a whole other, <laughs> this is, this yeah. become political, which I don't want this to be, but ultimately yeah. that said, there are bad people everywhere. The one story about a judge that I've heard was that a very close friend of mine, very, very close friend of mine got a judge warning in a major tournament, not for, for no reason that he, that he could even surmise the judge warning was for pace of play where <laughs> where he he had taken less time than the opponent had taken and when the game resolved the judge came to check the same judge who issued him a random warning came in asked who won and when my friend said that he lost the judge celebrated and congratulated and hugged the other person and I was and he's like yeah so much for unbiased that's kind of, weird yeah that was that's, weird like that, that's favorism that's bad big time yeah i only had experience where judges were telling me to play faster but but the judge was like kind of the owner also of the, of the store so yeah he wasn't too nice imagine but, shinmiri whatever like we're talking about shinmiri shinmiri yeah. at at any turn imagine shinmiri on oldham taking times playing control thinking out his turn oh my god shinmiri playing chain with those complex turns it the games would never resolve they would never yeah. end no <laughs> oh, it would be a boy. long 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 big one. time all right what do we got topic wise today oh man i i kind of had a lot of topics and i also thought about one topic that um i forgot to forgot to mention because I went, did we talk about Top Gun last time or did we not? We did. We I did think. not. Well, no, oh, no, we did. did. We? Okay. No, we spoke about Batman. No. Batman. That was a long time ago, though. Long but time yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I, uh, movie updates. So I went to see Top Gun by your recommendation, Flake. It was yeah. amazing. I came out, I went to the, to the cinema, not expecting anything. Went out totally 10 out of 10, best movie I've watched in, in, in the last couple of months. And then on Saturday, I went to see Love and Thunder, and uh, I came out of the cinema thinking, what the hell did I just watch? So, Oh, um, no! You didn't like it! <laughs> no, unfortunately not. And I know you liked it. But... I, I liked it because of what it, 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 what it was. Like, I took it for what it was. I took it for not something that's meant to sort of progress any kind of overarching phase, whatever, Marvel Universe storyline. What I took it for was it was ridiculous it was i don't know if you've ever watched the show the boys the boys is probably one of my all-time favorite shows i will shows. watch it yeah i will it, watch it because everybody's now all about it it's that is stranger things those are two things that people are like oh my god must watch must watch so the boys i i got into the boys after season one and when season two launched i was following along and i was like this is incredible so as and and the thing about the boys is that it's not about superheroes it's about a satirical approach to what the real world looks like it just they just basically replace the power from politicians to superheroes but the corp but it's still corporations that manage and and are, are pulling the strings so 
if you replace politicians with superheroes in terms of who is dictating the power, who is the face of power, that is, and it becomes so ridiculous, but it is the most fearless satirical approach to TV that I have ever seen since like the peak of what South Park used to do. Cause South nice. Park is the king of satire in my opinion. Yeah. But this show is like that on crack. It's basically the most absurd stuff. What love and thunder was, was kind of a turn turning the superhero genre up like on its on its head into a, a comedic approach. And I thought it was just a ridiculous romp. I thought that the, um, some of the artistic style of it was kind of cool. Uh, when they go to like the shadow yeah, realm sure. and whatever, I thought Visuals that was were great. Visuals yeah. were great. There was some great gags. I thought it was pretty funny. The goats I thought were hilarious. The goats were great. Um, I, but I took, I went into the movie in the same way that I go to see like a Jurassic park sequel where I don't, I'm not here for science. I'm not here for things to make sense. I'm here to, have a blast and i i yeah. had i was smiling so much during that that movie like the whole Same, time but i was expecting like more and i kind of feel like thor is just you know it's a it's a it's a you know comedy it, that, that's what it was it's taika watiti yeah. who makes great movies that you kind of fun but like the top gun thing sitting in that dude. theater i know dude. it's it's hard like i feel like i was spoiled oh, this is a movie that you have to see in theaters. There's no question. Yeah, about it. yeah. Just for the sound, the visuals, everything. But it's it's it pays so much homage to the to the to the you know original Top Gun. That is so good. Even even like like the stuff that that is there, like his motorcycle in the beginning. Then he has an upgraded version of the Kawasaki Ninja. It's, it's like everything like the the scene with the with the vol like instead not the volleyball but the what the football then playing tag it's it's so good it's so good it reminds you of the of the previous movie and the music everything and uh i mean if you're into everything aviation related and stuff like that i mean it's just it's just porn material for those people right if you're into you know and it's so well done and so good and also their facial expressions when where they're like you know um where the g4 is this oh, actually yeah. on their body this was actually you know captured of them sitting behind like the pilot and stuff like that so it's it's very natural it's very real and it's just uh, it's so good and i and i feel like even the the whole like romance story that they added there was just a little bit of it not too much but you know, like the 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 whole aspect of being a team, doing stuff together, like this old dog coming in, and oh, it's so good! It's it, so good. It, yeah, they it did everything right. It did everything right. It was an emotional. It was very emotional when I wasn't I wasn't expecting to give two flying f's about what was going on. Like Same. the whole aspect of who he has to like he has to train, and then the whole mission, and like. Uh, we're not going to give away any any major plot yeah. points, but there was a lot of stuff like straight in the fields, right? Yeah, it, like they just kind of sprinkle a lot, but like every it it felt like the whole movie wasn't really spinning its tires at any point. Everything was kind of progressing, and like you rooted for everybody in that. Like yeah. you wanted a good resolution for everybody, even the the quote unquote villains. You're like I like I just want this team to succeed, and yeah. and you're right. Like they were so the people who made the movie spent. $18,000 an hour on plane rentals. Like, that's what they were doing. Like, those are real awesome. planes, real cinematography. Like, the pilots, like, the people, the actors were in the planes, you know, in the backseat yep. while 
the pilots were flying like that's that's what they did it was not like minimal to no cgi yeah. it was the real deal and you feel it and oh and that's how you do stuff you make it as real as possible instead of like you know what we're used to today is like for every movie now you know the the actors they don't even drive the cars like the car is on a on a you know one of those like lorry trucks or whatever and there's cameras everywhere and looks like they're fake driving and stuff like that this is all realistic and i also like that you know say what you want to say about tom cruise like opinions about him but the guy does his own stunts and him like riding on a motorcycle, you know, without oh. a helmet to, well, to play the... homage to the old school stuff. That's so good. But he, you can tell like from a distance and from him being close up, it's the same person. It's not some, you know, stunt double. That's, it's, it's just amazing. That's the part that bothered me was like nobody wears a helmet in this. And um, they don't give a hell. They they do not give a hell. But yeah, say what you want about Tom Cruise. And like, that's the problem is that because Tom Cruise, the person on earth the citizen is a awful awful human being with incredibly negative influence on on things but tom cruise the actor is if if he wasn't such a you know like meteoric piece of garbage i I, he would be my favorite actor of all time because of the dedication he puts to the rules you can't take that away like cult or no cult that he's in he's still hard work yeah it's he is still the pinnacle of dedication to the craft and i have to give him credit for that but he's also a cult leader and like an icon within a cult that ruins people's lives so uh eh, but I'm, eh. I'm, I'm i'm happy that they actually let him get away with all this like no i'm not talking about the cult i'm talking about okay. him getting away <laughs> getting away with doing his own stunts and stuff like that because i know you know they're where we live we live in a world where we need to put everybody in pillows so they don't get hurt so mm-hmm. especially with actors because they have contracts their dependencies and stuff like that and people are like oh my god nothing can happen to him and yet uh yeah he's 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 riding like uh you know like a sport bike uh no helmet Good chilling Enjoying. I hope that <laughs> he has a minor accident. He very lightly, no damage, knocks his head, and it puts some sense into his brain to renounce Scientology garbage. All right. So, yeah, we got that out of the way. Back to card games uh, <laughs> since we got the movie update. So, um, I've noticed you are doing a flesh and blood fitness challenge. What's up with that? You plus other people in the fab community. Oh, th- well, I don't say thousands, but like many, 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 like at least a, like a hundred or 200 people that I know of are, uh, subscribed to this. Basically, um, friend of mine by the name of Brendan Patrick, who has uh, another flesh and blood podcast by the name of Arsenal pass. Um, so I have a podcast as well. It's called instant speed. Instant speed is more of like a community highlight thing. Uh, mm-hmm. it's more of an interview style podcast. I bring in a different I community member. aware. His podcast that he does with somebody named Hayden Dale is more competitive-based. So if you want competitive news or competitive insights, you go to them. Um, He started uh, what was called the Fab Fitness Challenge, which is basically the month of July, it's wellness. uh, Be it mental, physical, whatever. Make better choices, improve your your well-being. And I was like, hell yeah. So we had spoken when we had worked together in Ohio a couple weeks ago, and he's like, uh, I wanted to, cause I asked him, cause he, he used to, he lost a bunch of weight and he's in great shape. And I just asked him some questions about it. He's like, well, actually we're doing a, a fitness challenge. Do you want to collaborate? And I said, hell yeah. So we got together and we kind of organized our own, each in our own communities. And like, there's no animosity. There's no com- competition between 
our podcasts or any of the podcasts, frankly, in the flesh and blood world. That's healthy. That's yeah, we're, we're all there to support each other. We're always promoting one another. Anyway, and I said, yeah, screw it. Let's do it. I'm like, I needed to get in shape. The shorts are not working out. Plus, I'm going to Warsaw in a few weeks. So I got to... I got to look good for, for Burza because, first of all, you, you showed up that spandex onesie, and I'm hoping that you have a number another one for me. So I need, <laughs> nice. I, need, I need to trim down just a little bit. And that's it. So every day it's been um, eating eating healthier. I haven't had sugar in God knows how long uh, since good. since July, since the end of June. Also, if it's I been, saw salads also went in, man. Tons Respect of salads. I eat like uh, – Oh, so like all I eat is um, turkey or chicken breast, like baked, mm -hmm. not fried, none of that. Uh, no carbs, like minimal to no carbs. Um, and lots Don't of worry. salad and vegetables. In, in August, we'll go all, all, all well, in on the carbs, man. All that's, in. That's the point is that there's a, I'm going to the Pierogi kingdom for Christ's sake. Yes. Like, I got to go there and get, get, get healthy again. Cake stainishes, yeah. dude. But, from like and then uh i walk about a mile and a half for uh or two kilometers or so like every day and uh reading like just so i i sort of focus on different aspects one of which is like mental health so the walk clears my mind reading clears my mind and being productive making sure that by usually noon i have all my all the emails i need to answer all the phone calls i need to make all the organizational aspect of my, what i do done and then it's like okay if i need to record stuff if i need to do this and that's how it's been and and back to moderate weight training which i used to do it's just a couple dumbbells and just some like upper body stuff and that's Good. it and, oh and taking the stairs instead of the elevator all the time um well, at least going up so yeah. i live on the sixth floor so whenever i go in and out of my apartment it's six flights of stairs and it it helps and now i got i'm back to almost that uh, tailbot range, but not not quite. Nice. We're getting there. <laughs> getting there. Good, good. That's good. I'm I'm happy that um you know because as you know, uh the majority of us as, as card game players, uh, playing cards is a very stationary thing. And also, if you think about how pro players and casters, they also probably not probably for sure they devote a lot of time for preparation. And that is a lot of sitting around. And when you're sitting around, you're just sitting, eating, you're very stationary. It's actually good to take some time uh, where things kind of maybe quiet down a little bit, where you can actually focus on yourself. And it's like mental fitness, which is also very important because let's, let's not forget, you know, the majority of stuff that happens within a card game happen here, up here. And uh, it's always busy. You're running around, preparation, testing, everything. There's there's just a lot to take in. And as as humans, um, I don't think we're equipped to be, you know, being like pushed with like sensory input coming from everywhere. Plus, there's the news. There's our phones. There's just we're information overload. So that's one thing. So it's actually good to take some time to to relax um, and actually, you know, do some something good for your mind and calm yourself down a little bit. But yeah, actually taking care of your body also because, um, yeah, it's like I said, we're sitting around playing cards most of the time. So it's good to get up, go for a walk. And, you know, if you if you want to do anything else, you can start running, you can start biking, you can start doing whatever. Just, you know, get the blood flowing, get the metabolism going and firing on all cylinders so you actually feel better. That's the and, beautiful yeah, part. It's like I, I feel better. Yeah. You know, like I'm not on the scale saying, Hey, I lost 10 pounds. I know I've lost a couple, 
but it doesn't matter. But it matters I, what you, yeah. how you feel, right? Like yeah. I used to just jam all kinds of junk food in late in the evening and then go to bed. And I, I, my justification for it was like, oh, I, I basically fast myself all the way through to like 8 p.m. So this is my reward. But then I just throw, I don't say throw it all away, but all my calories are garbage. Like when I eat them late yeah. at night, now it's, it's like, all right, like I know I'm not typically hungry, but I'll have a coffee. I'll usually have a, um, like a, a little, very small snack around like two o'clock. Um, and then, and then I'll eat dinner around like eight o'clock or something yeah. like that. And then it's I'm good to spice these things out. Yeah. yeah. And, but like the thing is, is the things I'm putting in my body, like vegetables and salad and broccoli and mm. fruit and whatever, like I'm eating the a ton stuff. more fruit. Yeah, man. Like I'm, I'm like feeling it, baby. Just feeling limited. Yeah. Your energy levels are much better after that. If you get off the sugar, sugar is just causing that you have spikes where you go up and then you go down. And when you, when you hit down, you, you resupplement with sugar to go up again. It's just a never ending cycle, which is not really good for your body. Cause you're, you're getting like very, you know, a lot, a lot too much energy that you can't even digest. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm also in a state where if I ever like have a, I stop drinking like, you know, sugared soft drinks at all. Mm -hmm. I just go towards water 100% or just tea or coffee. Um, if I have something like a Red Bull, dude, I feel like I, someone just put wings really on me because <laughs> I go like full on power because it's not something that I'm used to. So it's, it's, um. Yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, good kudos to you and kudos to the whole flesh and blood yeah. fam because that's that's amazing. Yeah, it's always remember to take care of yourself. Whoever you are listening to this, it's important, you know. Um you as a human being, put yourself first and uh, be mindful of that. Heck yeah. So I saw a picture of you, not the onesie one, but that's a good one nonetheless. Um mm -hmm. But uh, you were, I, I saw a picture of like Ryan getting just stomped on Family Feud. I saw you, uh, ho like, and the, the caption or that you gave was like, I love it when they give me the mic, which is the same feeling I get. It's like, it just, <laughs> give, just give me the mic. Don't worry about it. I got this. And like seeing you on stage looking commanding and professional, but also handsome. What was going on there? So we had a 20th anniversary party on Friday, um, internal party for CDPR employees, where we all met together to celebrate 20 years of CDPR, of course. And uh, yeah, we had a family feud, which I got to be the host for. Yeah. Uh, so I got to crack like bad jokes and stuff like that, uh, which was really good. And the team was comprised of like, you know, uh, the co-founders and the, and the board members mainly of uh, CDPR, which was really funny. Because, uh, yeah, I could crack jokes on them and, you know, every, you everything was a go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was all a go. So it was really cool. Um, but yeah, they're cool. They also were laughing. It was fun. And yeah, so, you know, there were like speeches. There was a nice anniversary video that we had for that. And then it was just one big party with lots of food, drinks and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was, was amazing. And that's actually the start of the whole thing because we will also have a community party for the 20th anniversary which you got an invite for boom means me i'm not Clay. irrelevant yet friends don't don't plan in the, august uh... in august man it's happening it is see that it's the floors dear... experience in person it says dear flake it doesn't say dear random guy it dear creator <laughs> yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't say dear uh washed up person it says dear flake i'm gonna be there so suck on that, and I'm gonna. I'm yeah. like super excited because um, it has been a hot minute since any of us, or I say any of us. I mean, really, any 
have been to the studio COVID. for for anything. So, yeah. um, COVID killed that. But yeah, now it's it's the big reunion. And uh, yeah, if if anyone listening to this have any ideas what we should do apart from going to Blue Jeans, of course, karaoke. Please, yeah, please. Every is... time I'm there, I try to plan it, and then people are like, "Sure." And then when it comes down to it, everybody's like, "Oh, you were serious?" Yes, I was serious. <laughs> I'm always serious about karaoke. You need to talk to Alicia. She's she's also always on the you know karaoke train. I'll talk to her. She'll probably she'll she'll be down for sure. Hell yeah! But we got it. We have a lot to organize because. Oh man. You a have lot. also signed me up for like a bunch of armories, a bunch of like flesh and blood armories or something like that. So. Yeah, where's the community here waiting for you, man? I'm like, well, there's du Duo Panel, I think, uh, is like a really. He's well known here. Yeah, top tier players. So we're going to be hanging out. I just want to go there and see what, what the fuss is about. Like, I play with some really good players. I want to go there and start just, you know, bringing the light of Canada down up on your faces, yeah. showing you how to so, play the game. But no. Watch out. Watch out. We got good players here. I know then here. Duo's going to just absolutely poop stop me and i'll be okay yeah he's he's a crazy good card game player very and anything good. he touches anything he touches from mtg to now fab he's just and gwent previously also anything very very good player very good in drafting and uh limited format so um that was kind of his thing as when i used to talk when i when i talked to him back in the gwent days that's what he used to say that you know limited in draft is is the kind of thing and i think also uh, recently, he's also done some drafts for 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 Flesh and Blood, and I think he also qualified very high up and stuff. So I think he he'll be he'll be probably going to France if I'm not mistaken. To the oh, for sure he is. He was in Pro yeah. Tour. I think he was. I don't know if he was top eight Pro Tour in New Jersey, but he will be in France for the Pro Tour. And the dude is just insane, and it's yeah. incredible because when you're talking about the importance of limited, this is a discussion I've had with a lot of pros in Flesh and Blood, and because the uh, format moving forward for a lot of these Pro Tours is a mixed format it's like classic constructed so bring your deck you built it you got the list you do three rounds and then you do three rounds of draft and then three rounds of constructed again so like nine <laughs> nine rounds and then or, or two more rounds, or it's like eight rounds or something like that and then from there there's a cut to day two and then day two is like the same thing it's like three and three and then there's the finals which is just classic constructed but people need to understand that like when you're doing the pro tour or the worlds like world championships which are going to be in october i think um it's like are you the best player in the world or are you just good at one format you know yeah and and that has been something that everybody has been really excited about is that it's a mixed format moving forward for all major events all the majors all the pro, so pro tours and worlds are going to be mixed and that is so clutch because Somebody can be excellent at classic constructed, but f like just bomb out on limited, yeah. and then their whole career, like their whole pro tour, is done. And I've seen it, and it sucks. I like that. I like I like when uh, formats kind of encourage players to be very very like versatile. Same we thing we have in Gwent is like if you're in pro rank and you want to qualify, you need to play all factions. So I like that and I but I think also like constructed and limited are such different beasts to approach that um it's very hard to be good at both but I think some players can get away with it easily. So that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, flesh and blood all the way. We're going to be we'll we'll be constructing my deck finally. Yes. You need to just tell me what you have or you don't have yeah. so I can start getting that's... getting on the singles. Yeah, that's my mission today is uh, I'm going to go through your list and see what I, what I have extra and 
uh i'll lend you the legendaries for when we're when we're yeah in the, yeah because i got i got all yeah, everything you need. yeah the really cool thing about all the all the equipment and stuff like that is all the guys here said they'll just lend me the stuff so i don't need to yeah. like dish out the money on it so that's 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 cool it helps speaking of that speaking of that yeah. um there was a thing that went very viral viral in the community yeah um, I started, I started like following the, the flesh and blood communities on, on, on like Facebook and Reddit and kind of seeing what's going on. And yesterday everybody kind of blew up and I just saw it because the, the worst scene also blew up. There was someone, I don't know who shredding some very expensive tunics yeah. <laughs> in a, in a, in a normal paper shredder. Yeah. But I was like, Oh man, just leave me one. I need yeah. one. So the story about this is that those tunics are very exclusive because they have uh, specific foiling in their full art. You can't find those in packs. Those cards, and I think they shredded a couple dozen of them, those cards are exclusively prizes for like the 2021 season for winning particular major events. Basically, you win a calling or you win like a nationals or whatever, you get one of these. You cannot wow. get them any other way. So... What LSS did was to basically say to to basically solidify the value of these cards. They said once those are given away, they will never be given away again. There would be no way to acquire them. So everyone's saying, well, what about the extra ones you have that are not awarded? Like you've printed X amount. If you have X minus whatever events, you'll have some left over. What are you going to do with them? And they said, we will destroy them to basically solidify the integrity of what we're saying to say that there are only as many as there are major tournament winners. So what they did then to basically prove that they were, you know, honest with their word was they took these tunics and they shredded them and they videotaped themselves shredding them as proof to say, Hey, these are the cards that we said we're not giving away. We're shredding them. The, the outrage was because you're shredding an ex, uh, an already expensive card. Tunics are about 100 to $150 if you can find a good deal on them. Uh, they're very important cards. You only need one, and it starts the game on the board, and it's not critical to all decks, but it's, very, it's a very good card for many decks. So no. people, and I will qualify this as people who typically don't know much about Flesh and Blood and don't play Flesh and Blood, a lot of Magic community... Uh, not all, uh, I'm just saying select few, some, were outraged and saying, you're shredding no. cards that already have a very high price point. Like, how 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 terrible is that? And the problem was is they don't understand that these are prize cards, and they don't understand that these cards were never going to be in circulation. So that was a little bit of the back and forth, which was the Magic community being trying to make LSS look bad, for shredding cards that people need that were already expensive without understanding that these cards were never going to be in circulation anyways. So there was, they had no bearing on the price because if they didn't shred them, you still couldn't get them and they were never going to be released anyways. So it was, it was manufactured outrage for absolutely no reason. And yeah. which makes me laugh because they're talking about how expensive flesh and blood is because of a tunic that costs $125 Meanwhile, I'm spending $300 on dual lands just to, True. so like this is, this was the back and forth and I wasn't, and I, my part of the conversation wasn't necessarily to say you're wrong. 
um, you know, you're worse. It wasn't to say that. It was to say you don't understand the whole picture. These cards, there's 30-something of them. They were never going to be released anyways. They're prizes. It's a prize. It's like a it's like a belt or a plaque. You can't you can't buy them. You can't acquire them other than winning tournaments that no longer exist. And card games are expensive. Like that's just the way it is. I'm not yeah. crapping on you because my four polluted deltas cost me $160. I'm not crapping on you for that. I'm crapping on you for not realizing that these 30 some odd tunics have no bearing on the price of a card because they would never enter circulation to reduce demand it was never going to happen so i feel it's yeah there's there's just a lot of competition between uh the mtg community and the flesh and blood community because a lot of people have moved away from mtg to flesh and blood due to a awesome pro tour scene that they started developing and kind of giving players who are into the competitive side actually a place where they can thrive and they can do really cool stuff uh which was which was awesome of them and i feel like you know the card game economy is a ongoing type of thing but yeah now understanding that these are special versions of of the tunic that makes a lot of a lot of sense because um just looking into card market um if you look at feyendal spring tunic and if you look at the fab promo um with the extended art rainbow foil and all um these are cards that are going for 2500 euros 2500 put that like for a piece of cardboard or even 3500 there's just two copies that i saw one in spain one in germany um which is crazy and these are yeah one at roads to nationals from one place from one person so you know these aren't but you can also like go and get the 150 euro version which is the cheaper one um which is also the white border one but there's also the normal one yeah uh, from there's, crucible of war so i it's, mean it's been printed three times yeah three, in three different yeah. sets so that's the other thing and people are like well you know you're shredding cards that people need they're, they're out there in three different sets like i get it that they're very rare but how does that change anybody who's like i need four to fairies like are you gonna you're gonna be paying crap i need four jace the mind sculptors yeah. i need four whatever oh. Every card is except like one case. <laughs> this, yeah, well, that's it. This is the this is the backup, like the the the, the rewind that you got to take is that card games are in, especially in paper format are expensive to keep up with, and just understand that. Like, just get it. Like, all the 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 funny part is like people who never and don't play the game and don't care to play the game just want to crap on it because of a card that is a good card that is expensive not realizing that it's the same for their own card game. It's just that no. one card that is very important that I can play across any deck that I ever want to play, I can play that card. And it costs 130 to $150. Yeah, that's expensive. Absolutely, that's expensive. But again, no. I want to play three-color magic. I need how many dual lands? And how much is that going to no. cost me to be competitive? I get it. And I'm, that's not Dude, criticism. Even playing, even playing like... Two, two color, like I have a Zorius deck, which I love, but it took me a lot of years to put that together. You know, I'm, t and I'm really talking years because uh, it's very hard just to, to buy everything. That deck on paper, um, like average pricing gives you like $1,200 in paper. Mm -hmm. That's that's a lot if you think about for card games, which the majority of actually of of the price of this deck is mainly in of course the planeswalkers, which are expensive, but also 
the mana base is just crazy expensive and yeah and, that, and that's and, magic, even... and that's and that's where they kind of that's where the prices go go because for like if you want the the dual lands the ones that or the lands like i don't know like like uh, you mentioned polluted delta or flooded strand well these are cards that you sack and then you know you're able to to search for cards like these there's not many of them in terms of like printings so um they're very hard to get that's all and they're played throughout formats so that's yeah. where the price is also high up there and that's that's totally fine and like this that was the conversation it was just what really bothered me is that there's always this excuse me this animosity towards flesh and blood from magic players whereas magic like flesh and blood players like yeah like flesh and blood players take the bait and and bite back and some of them also instigate and i don't i'm not a big fan of that but it's not exclusive to flesh and blood and magic where there's like no i don't know what it is it's because like when this came out all the flesh and blood players when they saw the shredded stuff were like oh no anyways like you know it was one of those because they knew what the context was but there's a whole bunch of magic players who are like this is absolutely obscene shredding cards that people need and blah 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 and it's like no you never we never had an option to ever get these cards it there was yeah. never an option so it's like being upset that you lost your dinosaur insurance like it didn't matter it didn't matter that i lost my dinosaur insurance because i'd never needed it and i was never gonna get it anyways like it was never yeah. the dinosaurs were never a threat you know so like that's kind of that's the yeah. issue and but this kind of animosity exists between other card games too and it's always community fueled because I don't think of that the like people who play the games don't actually give an F. And I like we kind of touched upon this last week where if somebody plays another game, the communities are like immediately vile and the vitriol that they spit at those players for like playing other card games. It's disgusting. It's kind of like, yeah. and but this is and this is what makes me like why why why. Like because people like controversies and having cards put into a shredder is 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 just controversial because you're seeing something that has a high market value just being put into a dumpster and they're like, well, people could use that. No, they could not use that because there were specific promos for specific events. And but you know, no one understands us. It's just that that thing kind of goes viral because it's it's like you know it's on the on the edge pretty much and people like you know edgy stuff. So that's why they you know that's why they react to that. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. uh, nobody's called me a traitor to my face yet, but it's gonna happen. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. Oh yeah, it's just it is what it is. It's like having conversations with uh, with other people about you know card games and 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 things like that, and it's just funny because like all the people who are playing the games are are just don't care. Like we don't care yeah. about that kind of that kind of stuff. It's just like all right, cool. I'm gonna continue enjoying my game. Like I don't care, you know. So you know. And when it came to this shredding thing, which was which was kind of, it was cool to see. Like I saw it, I'm like, yeah, all right. Well, they kept their word. And the funny part about it is like the, some of the conversations that I had with the Magic players. Like one of them mm -hmm. was like, this is bogus, blah blah blah. And I said, you realize that Magic does this too. They just don't record it. He's like, I know yeah. Magic does it. He's like, this is just bad optics. I said, so it has it has nothing to do with the price of the cards. It has to do because the first thing they said was like, the card's so expensive, you're shredding copies of it. So then I had to explain. I said, you understand that these were never in circulation. And the few dozen of these that are getting shredded are not going to affect the price point. And then they said, then their reply was, well, it, it's not about the price. It's about the optics of it. I said, you realize that Wizards does this too. You know, they, they shred promos of cards yeah. that people want. And they said, yeah, but 
they don't videotape it. I said, so it has nothing to do with the shredding of the cards because you're clearly okay it's with it. it. It's just yeah. putting it on video. I said, I just want to make sure we're on the same page here <laughs> that, that that's what you're mad about, that you're just creating some sort of, you know, animosity. You're just fueling the fire of something that nobody, nobody who plays the game gives two rats asses about. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that that always spikes controversies. But yeah, there are there are magic like you know judge promos, uh, which are very rare, and they you know they, they are also for special events. Same goes for uh, just like promos that you get on a certain event for like release. Um, and you know sometimes these cards, their value goes up if the card is actually being played a lot. If it's not, then the value goes goes down. But People specifically search for these cards and really want them. So yeah, I think it makes I think I think it makes sense. But these are yeah, just special for special events, and I just feel like people were just maybe you know uh, rubbed the wrong way that mm. um, you know uh, these are being destroyed in front of their faces, right? Yeah. Well, they should take an afternoon privately to rub themselves the right way and maybe take the stress <laughs> off of making <laughs> bad decisions of making mountains out of molehills. Um, the other thing I wanted to, to bring up actually is that I think, uh, <laughs> like it's just, it's always fun where the cycle sometimes of new cards and especially with Gwent where, you know, day one, everyone's playing, everyone's having a good time. Day two, people are kind of sorting things out, figuring out what's good. Yeah. And then day three is this is overpowered. Oh my God. How can they do this? And like, what's the deal? And oh my God. And who the hell's in charge? Who's flying the plane? What the hell? Like everything's terrible and blah, blah, blah. And again, it's like, it's, it's, and it's not the same people because it's just this wheel that you spin. And it's like one group is going to come. It was going to happen this week, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it happened with every card drop where there's the initial thank you, great cards, cool, unique abilities, which I agree with. A lot of these cards have really cool and unique abilities. And then that basically changes to once the meta solves, everybody's flipping out because they're too stubborn to change something. Like there are cards who are that are just over over the top. I get it. And the no. problem is is that in in games that have deploy effects, having a way to recur that deploy effect is always gonna be powerful because it allows you to replay very strong cards. So from what I'm hearing is like there's people who can jam Renfrey multi like many times and really create some nasty experiences. But hey, what what do you expect from high provision neutral cards? Like what kind of what did you want from a Renfrey? Like are we all happy now that Renfrey's in the game, or is everyone everyone solid and settled and happy? And like it's just it's 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 un you know it's just the way it's just the cycle of the thing where the voices Standard. yeah well the voices that praised uh the expansion are now out enjoying it and the people who are upset about things are now the ones who are are you know coming to the front and each group thinks that they are the majority and that's the fun part about it yeah yeah i know people are complaining about Renfrey and we're looking at Renfrey right now but yeah it's it's the I mean, it's something that happens. Um, yeah. I think with with every drop that we do, that something will kind of be there. And there were questions of if the card was tested and stuff like. That. I think we even have that card. Yeah, uh, we'll that get question to that question. I the, think. Today. So, yeah, good times. Um, <laughs> good times. <laughs> good times. Yeah. Um, one thing to mention, like um, we'll be attending events in person. So you're going to France for Pro Tour. Is it Lille? Or, Lille. Or Lille. Lille. Where? La Ville de Lille. Yeah. So nice. Lille, which is about an hour north of, um, 
I say an hour. An hour is not like a distance, but like an hour on a train um, north of Paris. So I'm mm -hmm. flying into Paris. I'm going to spend a day in Paris and then go to Lille to work for four days, which is going to be nice. amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're doing Good some stuff. stuff too, right? Yeah, I'm going to TwitchCon um, this weekend in Amsterdam. Uh, there's going to be a lot of um, Gwent people to meet up with. Uh, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, me and Ryan, we're going to be there. So yeah, it's going to be good fun. Good fun. Uh, I'm just really excited to see everybody in person because like you mentioned, it's been quite some time. And, you know, Lionheart will be there. Thea will be there. Uh, Miss Lady J, Oyerfeldy, like all the, all the Gwen peeps will be there. So... Really That's excited. Awesome. Bane also. So yeah, good stuff. Good who's, times. Who, who, who's the last one? Bane. Bane. Bane, Bane, Bane. Bane, Bane, Bane. Uh, yeah, that sounds awesome. Those are yeah. a lot of awesome people that I would... Uh, I'm jealous that I won't be able to be there, but... You'll it. be here in August and don't worry. We'll, yeah. we'll make it up. Amsterdam. Flake with some money in his pocket in Amsterdam. Seems like a bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah, but yeah, we're gonna have some good fun. I'm really excited for this party thing. I don't know what is going on. Uh, I have no good details. Stuff. I have no details. I just hope that when they ask me for travel, you know, uh, travel flying details. in early, flying out late. Yeah, I don't know when the party is and everything, but uh, if all goes well, it's gonna be like kind of like how we used to do during the opens, which was arrive Wednesday morning um spend the day wednesday just kind of chill out get acclimated and then maybe wednesday evening go for dinner with pavel yes sleep on actually couch. it's good because we're not gonna i'm at least i'm not gonna be working that much um because it's not a gwent uh, esports event so i'll have more time that we can just use up for shenanigans that's, <laughs> that's a good way to put it we'll just jam flesh and blood non-stop arenas it's gonna be that's so good probably true and very high possibility of that i'm actually taking my cards to amsterdam this weekend so oh that's wicked me and ryan me and ryan can catch up on the flesh and blood stuff i like it you guys are so <laughs> horny for it it makes me happy every time you guys send me questions or send me pictures or whatever i asked uh i asked ryan i said hey i'm when i'm coming i'm bringing a bunch of cards but if you have a specific hero you like I'm gonna dig through like my rares and majestics to bring you cards that you that you'll want. To I, play. I heard chain. I heard chain. But chain <laughs> is in blitz, and the problem with chain uh, is, yeah. I mean, like I don't think there's a problem with chain, but yeah, he's uh, chain is like he he said rune blade. So I might I nice. might put him together viscerai, but viscerai and blitz is banned now because he hit living legend. Uh, it's tough, but I know that you like the big man. You like Guardian. All them, all them. Yeah. I'm just all them all the way, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm slowly putting together my my all them constructed deck. I have a couple of things missing, which I'll send over to you a list because I have a I have a card market want list. I have one for MTG. Yeah. I have one for Flesh and Blood now. So yeah. Yeah, you need the staples. Good stuff. Uh, you got this covered because it's a it's a good deck. It's just. If like after I've played against you with that control life gain artifact garbage, like I'm like, yeah, Oldham's your jam because you're patient. <laughs> you're totally patient. You're so patient. So I'm like, ah, oh, this is gonna be bad news, but I'll teach you a lesson or two. I, I, my favorite, my some of my greatest joyful moments are when people that I teach the game to beat me. 
like that's the best right yeah well uh, one of my first i have the same thing with magic Where, whoever i taught to play magic and one day would beat me i was like yes playing Good. i played against uh mcbeard a uh, dane at uh when i introduced him to the game and he was really into mm -hmm. guardian and we played against each other at uh, a road to nationals tournament and he was on uh he was on bravo i was on katsu on ninja and he had never beaten me ever we had played a half dozen times maybe eight to ten times against each other he had never beaten me and he beat me by one in that in that Aww. round and i was like he was elated because like good. when we paired off against each other he's like oh well this is an auto loss i said no 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 you know what you're doing like let's play it out and he got me and um you know he cat i made one small mistake he capitalized and it was done and uh so i was super happy about that that's always good yeah it's good to see like people you teach something you know beat you and it's it's a nice feeling oh it's yeah huge feeling uh yeah anything else you want to touch upon before we hit the mailbag yeah, there's uh sure i think we got it i think we got it we talked about everything card game related we also talked talked a little bit about renfi and our plans for for the upcoming stuff so yeah uh lots of smaller topics today but lots of stuff yeah. happening right now and actually good stuff happening i'm really happy with everything that's that's going on and last week was just so much stuff with black sun and rogue mage i feel like this week is a week where we can all kind of you know release the tension and just yeah. A um, yeah. there's I think next week next week's topic so if you're listening to this and you want to sort of chime in and ask questions about this particular topic but next week we decided that we want to talk about careers in CCGs be it from uh, developer sort like there's various different elements or different angles like you can be a developer work on the creation or design of a game the direction of a game you could be on the broadcast element the content creation element or you can just be from a playing standpoint as well like have mm -hmm. a career as a player so we're going to talk about careers in ccgs next week so if you have questions specific to that um feel free to send them to us because uh it's very rare that we come up with a topic for an episode this far in advance so <laughs> we usually are like it's usually the day before <laughs> we're like yeah so. I, had a, I had a i had a brainstorm session today um because i was feeling like we've getting slowly into a place where i feel like we're kind of running out of topics um of course, there's always like community-driven content that is happening and things that are happening around the game. But sometimes it's good to have like a, a general topic about the whole like CCG thing. So I feel like yeah, talking about careers and CCGs is, is something that we'll uh, talk about next week because yeah, it's a cool topic. And like you said, you can approach it from from different spots, different places, and you can find your own place in CCGs. So good stuff. Good stuff. You tell me the moment you need me to do my uh standard rotation powerpoint and i will i that'll be an episode we I'll, don't want to bore the audience yeah the truth hurts baby the truth hurts yeah. all you people waste, are like, waste waste of your people's ears yeah. <laughs> i don't want to hear it head in the sand i know nothing about any other card game but gwent but you're wrong okay here heard heard moving on <laughs> all right let's go to the mailbag friends All right, we are back with the mailbag, aka the Q&A where we take your questions from Reddit and Twitter and answer them as best as we can. And yeah, I've selected a couple this week and we will start with Blackus, uh, who's a moderator on Reddit. Would you like a daily run system for Rogue Mage? What's a daily run system? I don't even know what that is. I, 
I feel it's like a daily, um, like you do a certain amount of daily runs and you get something out of them. Ah, you, you mean like, I would... like daily quests kind of thing? Yes, quests oh. and achievements. Okay. On well, a daily basis. The one thing I that I've been... Say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, anything that increases replay value, the problem is, is what kind of rewards are you getting for it? True. I feel like it's just an additional achievement type of tier quest thing where you might be getting something, but you would get something probably for multiplayer, Gwen, not for, you know, Rogue Mage itself, because it's a self-contained, um, you know, PvE experience. So I would not see anything for it specifically, um, unless there will be any plans for updates for Rogue Mage, which is actually the next question, which I feel like maybe not at the moment because we just launched. But... Um, yeah, I feel like just additional incentive for players to to play. Of course, there's achievements um, on Steam and GOG, um, so those are things that you can get into if that's your if that's your jam. I'm not of much of an achievement type of person. I don't really uh, care about them too much. Um, but for example, when I play Arena uh, for MTG, I actually do the dailies because they give me gold, and gold gives me packs, and packs give me possibilities to get cards, and also give me the possibility later to craft cards that I need for my decks. And um, so I kind of get that get that incentive, but I guess that makes more sense in the multiplayer format. But unless, of course, we interpreted your question in the wrong way, then yeah. let us know about that. Yeah, we're yeah. sorry about that. Um... I'm an achievement whore, big time. Absolutely big time achievement whore. I love seeing the bells and whistles and fireworks that go off when you uh, achieve something. And like being a completionist to that degree, to that degree is yeah. just always about it. But um, like right now, I'm playing a lot of Marvel Snap, which uh, mm -hmm. it, it games are under like three minutes. They're great. Mm -hmm. um, it's deceivingly strategic because it seems very basic. However. The problem I have with the game, and this is a complete tangent, is that the progression system is feast or famine. It's absolutely like beyond an annoying. Um, you'll complete quest. There's no way to craft cards that you want. You have to basically no. hope that when you do attain um, an unlock of a, of a new card, that it's the card you want because it's all it's all randomized. So a player who you know um, opens the five cards that synergize well together to make a good deck. If they open them early, meanwhile you're struggling with the garbage, you're going to get yeah. absolutely roadblocked by good decks at a certain level. But I think the I think the game is good. But it has it has fresh. Uh, I think it has like fresh missions like every six hours. So like every six hours i get the itch of like i gotta log in, i gotta get the xp, i gotta do the thing, i gotta progress my my stuff. So. Um, I'm always for progression systems. The problem with Rogue Mage is I find like what are the rewards you're getting and would they pertain to Gwent or would they pertain to Rogue Mage? And if they're pertaining to Rogue Mage, what part of Rogue Mage would allow you to like is it extra evos on cards? Is it like at a certain point you're going to run out? So it's hard. Yeah. It's hard without an, a direct correlation between Rogue Mage and Gwent like Thronebreaker had. It's really difficult to figure out how you're going to create a uh, an achievement system that's actually going to have any kind of repercussions or or value outside True. of rogue mage right so yeah yeah going back to also what you said about snap like i've saw a lot of people from uh, their community complaining about that uh, complaining overall about the economy of the game 
So I think you know these are these are valid concerns that it's very hard to actually. I mean, if you get good R, good RNG, you might get some nice synergistic cards that will work out for you. But if not, then you're pretty much you know yeah. You, it's it's not something that feels good as a as a player. But as we know, they are still in beta phase, so things might change. Yeah, uh, I hope so. In the course of the development, because I feel like they're they they are also getting um, let's say under program uh, veteran CCG players um, who I feel like will have their kind of input and experience put into that. Um, plus, we need to remember that the the majority of the people that you know are part of the company that is making the game itself came from Hearthstone, so I feel like they have uh, all put together a lot of CCG experience under their belt, so uh, I would expect good things to come from that moving forward, I hope hopefully. So. It's Ben Brode, yep. right? Ben Brode is, uh, knows yeah. what he's doing. The thing about it is he came from Hearthstone, which has probably the worst economy of any card game that I've played, um, to Marvel Snap, which is a different but also <laughs> not good economy. So no. it's like, Ben, buddy, get a you know, but then again, how do you argue? Hearthstone is like at its peak was making something like uh like three or four hundred million dollars a year for for Blizzard. Yeah. So what are you gonna Easy say? clap. Yeah. In All the right. good old days. All right. Next up. Um next up was the DLC update plan for Rogue Mansion. I think I answered that very quickly. Like it would be cool to have additional bosses, enemies, cards, maps, and stuff like that, but I feel like we're just after launch, and then we have to kind of wait and see what the reception is of the game as it is right now, and then we'll kind of decide what to do moving forward. Yeah. I, I, and the next question is so good that I want you to to read that question. Oh, the next question is incredible. A, um, we can get on a tangent. It's finally... Fi I love questions like this. It was on top of so, my list, but first I wanted to get... Um, um, so we're going to skip over this one? We're, I guess we're skipping over Lazerom. So Lazerom is the one who asked about DLCs yeah. and such. So I guess it's a I've, wait and see. Yeah, it's it's a, a yeah. it's an easy easy answer. It's an easy answer. It's just it's tough. Like from from a perspective of a player like myself, like the thing about Rogue Mage is like in my mind, I feel like Rogue Mage was where a lot of like we got twenty card drops for a year because I'm sure a lot of the stuff went to Rogue Mage. That in my mind, that's kind of what I'm see like what I'm like you know interpreting from this and that could be very wrong but it seems like as soon as like the golden necker project kind of launched a lot of the resources and such were sort of diverted to golden necker yes. which became rogue mage which means that all the new art from rogue mage all the all the stuff all the animations etc went to rogue mage and now we're getting 20 card drops so in my mind i'm like okay if now that that's done does that mean that we're going to get more Gwent multiplayer-esque kind of content because those those resources are now potentially allocated to, you know, to Gwent. Like, everybody's probably pining for a 90-card drop again. Like, that would be amazing, but I'm just curious. Like, I, I just hope that Rogue Mage wasn't the linchpin of, of one of those situations where, like, well, if this succeeds, you'll get more bigger stuff. But if it doesn't succeed, well, we'll, we'll wait and see, and that's kind of a, a scary scary aspect but um that's... yeah we have to wait and see like what's gonna happen after this because i feel like um things are gonna shape yeah. up um especially after this year to kind of see what's gonna what's gonna happen with uh next year and i also feel that you know the roadmap for next year will kind of answer a lot of these questions all right yeah uh this is the great question this one's from serene shireen somebody who is a wonderful person who um often whenever i'm streaming is just there uh i haven't yeah. I, I stream once in a blue moon now once every few weeks 
I'll pop on a stream. But back when I was doing it daily, Serene Shireen was there all the time with a great positive outlook and a wonderful person. So thanks for the question because it's amazing. And that question is, what's a skill you'd like to improve? This is massive, absolutely massive, because you can go down so many different avenues on this one. Yeah. It's a it's a question that you can tackle from from multiple angles in, in, in life, right? I was actually thinking about this because um I mean skills can be attached to almost anything. Um I feel like I always want to improve anything um, you know, like fitness related, so cycling, running, any anything in those avenues. But also I think there's a lot of things that I want to improve like in life. I, I want to be, you know, a good husband, I wanna be a good dad. I want to maybe get less irritated um, by by less important things. Uh, I want to, you know, do good stuff uh, for Gwent and for the community. Um, so there's like a lot of a lot of things that pretty much you know fall into this, and it's like I feel like it's good to have like an overall plan or roadmap for yourself in terms of like the things that we'd like to improve. It, sometimes it's, you can improve them by doing like small steps, but sometimes I feel like these are, these are bigger tasks that kind of, you know, once you accumulate it through, you're kind of improving, improving in them. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a big question to digest, but I think the things that I just mentioned here are, are there. Um, yeah, and I feel like we always want to be better card game players, of course, because uh, <laughs> yeah, all of us do. All well, of us do that love CCGs, right? I, I think that that's definitely like that. That's the easy answer is just to be a better card player because it has so many implications on a lot of my life, which is not just playing the games, but also being a broadcaster for the games as well. Yeah, understanding them, discussing them, casting matches, etc. It's 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 important. Um, I think that the the way I'm looking at this is if I just had a magic wand because I'm already playing card games so I'm constantly striving to improve and I'm working at it. So I feel like if all my time is already and I enjoy that aspect as well. That's the other thing I should say is that I enjoy the work I put into being a better card player. If yeah. I were just to snap my fingers and become drastically improved at something like it, the first thing in my mind is like guitar. I would like my, a, a lot of people might not know this, but like I, like I have a few dream careers as it were. I'm living the dream right now. Broadcasting is what I feel I was born for. Um, you know, sports journalism, same thing. It's, it's like any kind of microphone radio that I can discuss some cool stuff. The other thing is like <laughs> being a, a musician, by like by career like a successful musician is something that i i really 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 in the back of my mind like if it, if that if mephisto just popped out of nowhere and said you can be a broadcaster for card games or a musician touring on stage with thousands of fans which would it be you're get and they said you're gonna get paid the same i would be like that would be a really tough one, <laughs> a really tough one, because there's a good chance that I would just say, you know what, it's been sweet, but you know, there's something about playing blues guitar on a on a stage and singing your heart out that just goes That's goes amazing. the extra mile. That would that might be it for me. That or golf. Like, oh, I wish I could just. You know what? I think it's golf. I think I honestly think it's <laughs> golf. 
Yeah, there's been a lot of things that we kind of gravitate to, and I think a lot of these things are are hobbies to some extent. I don't know if I would like want to trade my job for I don't know being like a professional cyclist or something like that. Probably not because they're they're you know they travel all the time, they stick to a certain diet, and and I also would miss the aspect of actually like like we were talking in the beginning, like someone give us giving us a microphone in order just to just to have fun perform. Um, you know, uh, and also just interact with people. I feel like interacting with people, interacting with the, with the camera is just something that we naturally both me and Flake gravitate towards, um, because yeah, we just like to fool around and, uh, have fun on stage and, <laughs> or in just in front of a camera, in front of a microphone, because we can speak our minds and do just do stuff that we want. And it, and it gives us a lot of pleasure and fun. Um, so yeah, you on the broadcasting uh, side, I also, I also like hosting events and doing stuff like that. I had the privilege of doing the 20th anniversary stream, um, last week with Marcin Vinsky. So these are things that I, whenever I think about like this, you know, work and the stuff that I enjoy doing at work the most is, is any, any type of event, um, that is either streamed or is done or is just done live. That's. That's cool. That's awesome. And I would not trade that for, for anything I feel like. No, I, I agree. But We're here for a reason. Yeah. I think, uh, stars align the proper way. I think so too. <laughs> and you and Which I is gonna... weird because when I was a kid, I would never like envision this or imagine this going this way. And it's, and it's fun, but yeah, we'll also talk about careers, um, and CCGs yeah, next, we'll week, talk about that next week. We can talk about how thankful we are for where we are right now in our lives. All right. Yep. Here it goes. This is this is the Ren one. Ren free time. We da, 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 now, there was a, this, uh, just before we get into this question, somebody asked, I know we can't talk about balance. Can we talk about imbalance? And you're like, nope. Fat <laughs> no. Big, bold, underscore, nope. I like those. But uh, the question was asked, you know, in a, in a, in a lighthearted, yeah. light, yeah. Yeah, yeah. jovial lighthearted way so i really appreciate it and i really appreciate the response because it was um it's good like let's yeah. let's be people are paying attention know, right like that's the yeah. important part people are paying attention yeah. same thing when somebody asks about premium tokens and the other people are like hey do this they stopped no more Dagon. no more premium tokens man yeah. well the we'll rumor report went away business. yeah yeah rumor report is gone well we'll fire so up we, the rumor report good. when what like when dagon is actually around the corner we'll fire it up yeah. again and throw everyone exactly yeah. plus uh we have um we still have blue jeans so we're good one <laughs> thing remained from the from the beginnings of the flurs experience hell yes good old blue jeans all, all right. right next one go for it uh by back row 12 back row 12 did you guys test renfrey and decide that it was in fact balanced genuine question well, I would be surprised if it was tested. Like, this is a two-parter to the degree of, like, did you guys test Renfrey? Yes. I didn't. I don't partake in PTRs. I don't, like, I don't, not that I don't care. I just not, I'm not a good deck builder, and I, I don't get care. Get this. Shinmiri tested it. Yeah, even. so here, here's oh. the other thing. This is what I wanted to get into. All the people who complained about previous cards who are like, what the hell were CDPR thinking? Does anyone test these cards? Why don't they get any of the pros or streamers to test these cards? They, they do. do, and it got past uh, them. Yeah, so all of the people who are who get upset about cards that are OP or who need that need tuning and then say, why don't they get pros and, and streamers to test these cards? They do. they do. 
they do and they and they're the ones who said they're okay so the angst and and you know you should couple them in when you guys are like in with your torches and pitchforks about this stuff throw shinmiri on a stake and burn him there too Aww. because he's part of it well either way did you guys test renfrey yes i personally yes. didn't but did you and decided it was in fact balanced what if the answer was no and we're like no it's not balanced ship it let's go we're like what so the i the mean issue... at the place that we were testing it we felt like it was balanced and you, i think you always will get this if you're testing within a closed ptr group but i feel like playing something at a bigger sample size with more people kind of showcases you problems and also probably also showcases that a lot of people just are playing the same type of deck and i feel like after a week because it's been a week since um we launched uh, black sun it's it's still very early because i feel like you know if something is problematic players will sooner or later just find a way to to get around it but yeah it was it was tested yeah it was tested and like the problem is and this is the one thing is that the the ptr group of like a dozen people or whatever who are testing it who are your your favorite streamers pro players all of those people that could do no wrong you know in certain people's eyes these are like the deities of gwent that can never have a bad opinion and could never be wrong they're the ones who said yeah it's good send it um the problem is is that you have a small group of people however you know um adept at the game that they may be however whatever levels of understanding they may have of the game versus tens upon tens of thousands of people playing non-stop will eventually figure out more so than these few people there's and there's that old adage of a thousand monkeys on a thousand typewriters over a long period of time will eventually produce the complete works of william shakespeare which is basically even people who are not i'm not calling you know the gwent community a bunch of monkeys I'm, what i'm saying is that even even low level players will eventually find the mad potion and concoct the right recipe for a, an op deck that other people may have missed and it's purely off of random people random occurrences that happen so frequently you know there's a limited amount of variables and so many people for so much time will eventually figure out what the best usage of these cards are plus there's people who are actively seeking to break the game and who might have aspect like visions or angles that other people might not so in the limited amount of time that a ptr would exist which is a few weeks if i'm not mistaken mm -hmm. and there is feedback given and the feedback that's given is assessed implemented or not implemented retested slightly and then after that if there's other you know, critiques or, or, or criticisms and that those are assessed. And if there's a revisions that are need to be made there, the revisions are made, but they don't have time to retest them. So they're reprinted with the new changes and the new tweaks and they're out in the wild and you got to see because it's a matter of, of, of time and it's limited and there's a limited amount of people and people might say, well, why don't you add more people to the PTR? Well, however many you add if you double the ptr you're still limited by a couple weeks and you're still yeah. vastly outnumbered by the tens and tens of thousands of people who are constantly jamming games and figuring this out it's just it's just implausible to release a perfect expansion 
if if you wanted this to be perfect, it would take two like a month to two months of PTR of people dedicating constantly to this. Like other card games that exist have testing teams. For instance, and I'm, I don't want to circle this back to Flesh and Blood necessarily, but I spoke to James White, like the, the, the guy who created Flesh and Blood, and mm -hmm. they're talking about balance. And they say, since it's a paper card game and we can't tweak things, we have on staff a group of world-class players who play eight hours a day with new cards. And their yeah. entire job is to bust to and break the, new, the game. Mm -hmm. And after a month of eight hours a day of jamming games, if this group can't can't bust it then we think it's fine but we're still at the mercy of the creativity of the people who are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands who play who will eventually seek advantage and 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 find a combination that people were not sure of or did not get canned it's just the nature of it so yeah it was tested yeah, plus plus all these things um even when we have our lovely community members helping us test uh you need to bear in mind that they are talking directly with the designers that are also kind of, they, they prepared this card, they did their initial testing for it. They changed the ability already numerous times. And uh, sometimes from these PTRs, there are um, things that kind of come in and then they are adjusted, changed as we go. So um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a long, long process and it would take a lot more time. Um, Hopefully, I feel like with this meta, maybe things will change uh, in the second week. But we're monitoring closely and looking at it, so we'll kind of see see what happens. But yeah. um, our design team is always always there and always listening to what everyone is saying. So yeah, the, worry the, not about that. The one caveat I have about it from a from the point of the designer is that if a card is clearly busted or overtuned or whatever. You got to kind of put ego aside and say, all right, the idea was great, but it's not going to work. And maybe down the line, we'll shelf it and whatever. I think, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily what, what Gwent designers do, but I'm saying like at a certain point, you know, like an idea needs to be ba abandoned because it's either ill-timed or it's fundamentally flawed based on the, the environment that that card would be printed into. So you can't necessarily do it. And it's just the nature of the game. The problem is, is if a card is busted now, will it ever not be busted without standard rotation? Like that's just, I, I don't mean to harp it back there, but that's just the case is that if, if card X prohibits card Y from being printed because their interaction is over the top, then card Y will never be printed because card X is already in existence. But if you rotate out card X, card Y now is no longer busted, and now you have a cool new card that can do some Unless cool new you, things. Unless you nerf card X and make Unless you nerf card, card X, y, which is better. Yo, then you nerf card X. <laughs> yeah, power then, creep. Right, but then you nerf card X, and card X that, that synergized with a lot of other cards, say cards A, B, C, now that no longer is in balance because card X is weaker, so the card that, that deck that ran those or the interactions that they had is no longer good. So what do you do? Like it's it's tough, yeah. but then you're rotating out card X. So is A B C still there? Do, is is A and C rotated out and B? It's a it's a whole different thing. But that's uh that's like like I said, that's for the PowerPoint. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. La last question, uh, I I believe is from Jess Snowwolf, asking production of hard copy decks for in person play question mark. 
Um, I, sometimes what, uh, one thing I have to say is that a lot of the things that we get on these Reddit threads are no longer questions. It's just people put, put in, jamming out laundry lists of things. Like there was yeah. the one person who's like, one, Renfrey, two, Sir Scratch a lot, three, big point swings. Premium tokens. And I was like, and all I just, in my head, I just, I just pictured this person like reading off commandments. And I was like, there's no question in here. I don't understand what you're talking about. So my reply was. Han Solo, Millennium Falcon, rescuing, uh, rescuing Luke Skywalker at the Death Star. Like that's, that's basically. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good reply. I saw this when I was compiling. Well, dude, put an effort. Like, put yeah. a question mark in there. Like, what? What are we supposed to do? Like, we're, like minimum effort. Yeah. Please. Like you're you're literally taking a uh, you're taking a twig in the sand and drawing symbols. I'm like, the hell are you drawing here? I'm not here to interpret what's going through your mind. Um, so yeah, prediction of hard copy decks for in person play. Uh, question mark could make the game more enjoyable for people while simultaneously promoting and expanding public awareness this is a fascinating idea because i own physical cards they're out there uh i've even given some there was somebody who on a reddit thread uh, was out there and said hey where can i get some can i buy some so i just reply I, I messaged the person and said i've got some so i i sent them um my scoyatel deck like a sealed scoyatel nice. deck um, I, I kept the Northern Realms one and that's, I gave away all the other cards I had because I'd rather they be in community people's hands. Um, that said, the problem with playing paper card Gwent is that you're going to have to play a very basically dumbed down version of it because you're not going to have, like what happens if you're playing, uh, 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 trebuchet, where does that random one damage goes? What happens if you're playing, uh you know banish a random card or something like that out of your deck or what about what if you're playing you know something along those lines it's incredibly yeah. difficult for random elements to enter a game especially when there's like oh deal like well, how do you play bombardment how do you decide which which um which cards get hit so you're gonna have to play a very basic version which people would probably not be happy about yeah I feel like um, if we made at any point decks in physical form, they would have to be kind of like your entry level decks for any type of uh, card game that you get into. And then we would have to stop at that. Um, because if we wanted to ever get into being a physical CCG, we would need to change the way we produce everything, how we do balance. It would be a separate team just just for making the physical stuff and it takes a lot of work and it's a it's a whole big jam and i don't feel like we have the the time the capacity in order to do it but making like basic basic decks would kind of make sense but i've talked to our like biz dev team some time ago um in terms of like doing updated decks um they were like the you know the the interest wasn't that high there from from people in order just to make uh, physical versions of the cards that this game is dig digital first and that's how it was de developed and uh, we leave um, physical first to to card games like flesh and blood uh, let them do their thing because i we're we're not going to compete that, with them on this market and i feel like if you if you just want cards that you know you'll just jam for fun uh, there's a lot of community people making these um their own gwent decks and playing them uh for fun and not selling them so you could probably like just create them yourselves and yeah 
I can that's, see. That's what I have to say. From like a promotional standpoint, like, but at that point, it's more of a souvenir than it is an actual playable. Deck. It is. No. Like I use a Gwent card as like a bookmark. Uh, a couple of years ago, I would send Christmas cards to like uh, Twitch viewers on the like I would write a note on a Gwent card and put it in an envelope mm -hmm. and send it to them. Like little things like that. Like basically, that was more or less the move was just that I knew that these are I'm never gonna play these. But I mean, they exist. Like the, the I don't know where you can get them now, but printing new Nowhere. ones. Yeah, yeah. Printing new ones that ex that that kind of reflect what the game style is right now it doesn't seem plausible to me, and I, and I'm okay with that. It's just, it's like how do you play Hearthstone, on, you know, it's a, it like with all the create mechanics. Like that's the thing. Like think about it. Like what happens if you play, uh, a Runestone, no. in, in in paper. How what are you, how the hell do you resolve that? Impossible. Like, yeah. Impossible. So it would have to be a very dumbed down version, which would be a lot less appealing to those who are are trying to play a card game versus trying to just play gwent for the novelty of playing gwent on yeah. paper and yeah 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 maybe like a shoop version where you choose uh three options you have like tokens for them and then you roll a d20 and depending on what you roll out is kind of the numbers is the kind of the effect that will happen that would that would, that would be kind of fun but that yeah that becomes like a interesting complicated card game by itself <laughs> yeah that's that's the issue right is like it becomes uh weird and awkward and clunky yeah because it wasn't designed to be on paper in the first place <laughs> yeah it's that's the thing it's fine it's all good yeah. like let's be real like uh an airplane could be a really cool boat but it's not meant for it but, yeah but yeah you could... although there there's there's some planes that can you know go on water really but what what's those the objective cool. is the objective to get in the air just landing just yeah. landing on water yeah those are cool those are pretty yeah. cool there was one at a lake that i was at uh and we're all just like chilling on the dock you know having some beers it was beautiful and all of a sudden just out of nowhere this plane just lands like a hundred yards from us and we're like what the hell like <laughs> we're like oh hey what's going on i forgot that like you can do that here i was just not aware um yeah, yeah. So that's that. That's the mailbag. I hope that uh, we answered some of your questions. I was just kind of putzing around through some of the other questions. I don't think there's there's a few, uh, but we like next week again. Our topic is going to be careers in CCGs, be it from the play aspect, the broadcast aspect, the design aspect. We got all the bases covered, so we can talk to you about that. Uh, so if you got questions, yep. fire them away. Let us know. Drop them over, and thank you for these questions as always for for dropping them in. It's always good to sift through, see some cool stuff, get some laughs, reply to some with some funny replies, and yeah, we appreciate you all for for sending them over because it's good stuff. Hell yeah, hell hell, hell to the yeah. Hell yeah, I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> I so my muffler started to sound like a like Fast muffler. and Furious. Yeah, <laughs> so I gotta go get that replaced. I made for anybody out there who just finds a place and goes spend 10 minutes making phone calls i promise you it's worth it i called one place that had a lot of great reviews i was just gonna go to it i was like i'll make an appointment and i'll go and i called and they're like yeah it's gonna be 500 dollars approximately like it's like the parts and labor uh is gonna be about 450 plus probably a couple extra things here and there and like small little like nuts and bolts and gaskets and stuff like that so probably altogether about 500 dollars it's like oh okay no problem. I called one other place. One other place. I said, this is the car. I need a uh, I need a muffler replaced. 
what am I looking at? They're like, uh, about 249. I was like, yeah. 249. I said, that's, that's for the parts. Price. Yeah. I'm like, that's for the parts. Yes. The labor. Yeah. All included. I come in and I'm giving you $250 and I'm leaving. Yeah. Sold. Yeah. All right. I'll see you. I'll see you when I see you. Like that's, that's kind of where it's at. So it's just hilarious that that <laughs> one phone call saved me $250. That's, that's how it is. Um, some shops just charge crazy and they yeah they they overcharge for stuff and i think it's i feel like when it comes to mechanics and car play and car pl card car places is they always they always try to see how knowledgeable you are of what something is supposed to cost and based off of that they kind of raise the price out of the roof so like yeah how much is this uh, and, uh 500 yeah and it's like but yeah we need to do we need to you know check everything check you know if if, it's, if the screws are tied to a certain amount if it's properly mounted if all the gaskets are proper if not we need to replace all of them it's kind of like blah 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 well normally when it comes to like changing a muffler it's just undoing two screws checking everything else is not corroded because most of most of the stuff is just you know metal and out of out of time it just gets corroded you get holes in it and th th that's why the car starts farting and making weird noises um or you sound like fast and furious but yeah. your car is not really fast and you're not very furious <laughs> um and yeah it's just a quick bolt-on fix and they like mufflers are are very cheap to produce because it's just you know it's just made out of steel bolt-on easy clap yeah that's it just wanted to uh just wanted to get it done that's it that's all. nice yeah. yeah man i'm i'm excited i get to see you soon but that's man not soon i can't enough. wait can't wait. I'm looking at my calendar right now. Uh, what day are we? We're, the, we're Wednesday the 13th. So I got one, two, two weekends left. And then I'm yep. on a plane coming to see you. I just got to get, I'm waiting for the info. Like I'm waiting for them to send me the info, but I will be there. So how about, are we going to do a live uh, Flurza recording? For sure. Oh my God. Where are we going to do that? Can we do it at CDPR Studios? I think we Is, can make it happen. I don't want to like, intrude but i think it would be really damn cool to yeah. oh you know you know who's gonna be there by the way who uh a mr mark theus of 983 tv Ooh. i think he's gonna be uh making an appearance if i'm not mistaken to nice. record some stuff so maybe we can do uh a, a flurza just just us and uh we'll see what he can if he wants to do anything extra but yeah that's gonna be a lot of fun i don't know who else is going but um, let's let's talk about it. let's schedule something because that sounds fun. Yes, we'll uh, we'll we'll get together and we'll do it. And I think it'd be really really cool. We can do like a walk around. You can show me like the coffee station. We can give you a little. Time. Yes, it's gonna be great. You can show me making coffee. Good. Hell yeah! So to everybody, everybody out there, I'm going. You're not. Suck it. Ha! <laughs> ha! That's what I'm saying. Who's the sellout? Who's the yeah, traitor? Exactly. Who's the whatever. All those people who are like, who the hell is Flake? What the hell? Who cares? What is he doing? Yeah. What has he ever done? Well, I'm going. I got the invite. You didn't. So clearly someone likes me. Yeah. Ha! Plus, Flake has two secret lab chairs. So yeah, eat that. Yeah. Two chairs. Two chairs. I got two chairs, man. Yeah, two chairs is my name. What a bad name. <laughs> Flake two chairs. Flake two chairs. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to end the show as I do every week, which is saying uh, I love you, Pavel. Love you too, man. I can't wait to see you finally in person. It's been so long. It has been so long. And uh, 
yeah, we'll, we'll sort it out. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Fleurs Experience. Uh, don't forget, next week's topic is going to be careers in CCGs. So get your questions flowing. And yeah, that's about it. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening, for listening to this. And yeah, we love you all. And yeah, we shall see you as always next week. Bye. Bye.